Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Glow Up Guide. I'm going back to school in like barely a week, I think like next Thursday. So I wanted to talk about all things like back to school related. I'm going into like eighth grade. So most of these tips are targeted towards middle schoolers. Um, But I think honestly anyone in school can like benefit from my advice. So yeah. How do we make going back to school less painful? Let's face it. No one likes going back to school. It sucks. But how can we make it less painful? Honestly, I used to hate the month of August, and I still kind of do. But I have some tips to make it, like, less painful. The day I got out of school, I couldn't really enjoy my summer to its fullest because I was too worried about school starting again. And that just kind of sucks because school school starting again sucks. But when you can't enjoy your summer fully, that sucks even more. So how do we make it less painful? My first tip is to try and get back into a routine. In the summer, I tend to go to bed like really late. Honestly, I feel like everyone does. So try to get back into your school routine, like go to bed at a reasonable time um, and wake up at the time you would usually need to wake up for school. Do this about a week or two before school starts. I honestly do it like a month before, but it depends on how long it takes you to adapt to new routines. It takes people a long time, but yeah. And it will be easier to wake up early and makes it less painful. My second tip for you guys is to see if you can visit your school a couple days before like the first day of school just to get like a lay of the land. In my school, there's like a locker set up one or two days before school starts. It depends on your grade, grade level. Um, and this was really useful in sixth grade because I could like never figure out the school map. It's so confusing. And yeah, it will also make sure that you aren't late to like any of your classes once school starts. I know at least in my school, they give us like a week or two to get used to it. So they won't mark us late if we are late, but it helps because yeah, eventually like you have to, you're gonna get tardies if you don't get, if you get late. So try to get a lay of the land, it'll make it a lot easier. Okay, so my third tip I have for you guys is the night before school, plan out every single detail. If you're anything like me, you spend forever trying to pick out a freaking outfit. So go and pick out your outfit the night before. Go and print out your schedule, stick it in your bag. Go and pack your bag, make your lunch, What? do whatever you need to do. This will, this will make sure you go to bed with a clear head and you'll be able to get a restful sleep. Try not to focus, try, sorry, try to focus on the good things about school instead of all the bad things and the things that suck about it. My cousin told me, because I was complaining to her the other day, about, like, having to go back to school. So, yeah. And she just said some things are inevitable. So, instead of focusing on the bad, focusing on the good or something along those lines. Something like that. I don't know. But at school, you get to, like, see your friends again, do clubs, buy new stuff, etc., etc., etc. So, focusing on the good makes it a lot more bearable and easier. That's painful. Be grateful for the fun times you had over the summer. Maybe you went on vacation, took a, went to a camp, or took fun classes to build your skills. Whatever it is, be grateful for those fun times you had. This will help you end the summer on a good note. Oh, and another tip I have is before going back to school, just like take a Google Doc, Google Doc or like a paper in your journal or something and make a list of all the fun things you did over the summer. And, like, look back on it. If you want, make detailed, like, memories in your journal of each thing. Depends. Because I love to write, so I would totally do that. Do that. So, yeah, it makes it so much fun because, like, it's, like, fun to, like, 
have that like hard copy of a memory and like look back at it. So yeah, do that. Okay, so now we're gonna switch on to another topic, um, study tips, I guess. So studying and homework can be stressful and dreadful, but here are my tips to make it easier. So my first tip is you don't necessarily need to have one study space. I like to study and do my homework in my desk in my room. Um, and some people like me are used to routine. Like I love, I'm like, I have a certain routine and I don't like getting out of it. But honestly, variety is good. That's fine. But it does help to like switch up your workspace once in a while. Go to a cafe, a park, work in a chair in your balcony. Because I did that and it was like so calming and fun. Or even just like if you sit on a desk at a desk in your room, just switch the floor. Like even that small of a change, just like try that. This can pro no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, this can like prompt your brain to like supposedly retain information better. I don't know, but according to my research, that's what it says. My next tip, um, let's see, I got this one off Pinterest, but it really helped me when I was studying for my SOLs. So like when you're studying for a test like the SOL or like ACT or SAT if you're in like college or whatever, high school, sorry. So try chewing a specific flavor of gum while you study. And then on the day of the test, um, chew the same flavor of gum while taking the test. I don't know how this helps, but I guess while you study, since chewing gum is proven to improve concentration, you concentrate better while studying. And chewing the same flavor of gum during the test is going to help you remember that information because your brain associated that flavor of gum with that information. I don't know. That's how my brain interprets it. Interprets it. But yeah. Oh, also chewing gum while taking the test can like really calm down all your nerves before you take it. So you can like concentrate on the actual questions and not worry about like your final grade or whatever. So the next thing, whenever you have an essay or like a project to do, don't waste all your time and like the day before it's due, try to do it all. That's that never works. This doesn't work at all. And it makes you like so stressed and then like you're not focused on it at all. And then you just like get a bad grade and that's like sloppy and stuff. And that's not what we want here. So instead, break it down into like smaller chunks. Let's say, um, let's see, you have to do a research essay and you have a week and a half to finish it. Make a plan like, okay, I'm going to do the research for the, the essay on these days, then I'll make a draft for it on those days. And then that day, I'll type it up. Uh, and then on that day, I'll edit it. And then afterwards, I'll submit it. See, doesn't that seem way easier and more efficient than doing it all in one night? So yeah, try that. It's really helpful. Have a routine. Make a routine for each morning, like a morning routine, after school routine and stuff. Um, in the after school routine, you need to make like a different one each day, I think, because like I have different things going on every single day of the week, day of the week in the evening. So this will help you schedule out your homework, all your extracurriculars, dinner, and other things you need to get done. So, yeah, create a distraction and clutter-free workspace. In Marie Kondo's and Scott Sonnenstein's book, I hope I'm saying that right, but yeah, um, Joy at Work, they explain how to have, like, a tidy workspace once and for all. I can't really give much info on it since I've finished, like, one chapter of it, but yeah. 
So some part of this, some parts of this book are targeted towards like professional lives and stuff, but I think you can learn a great deal from it. Anyway, some of the other things that you can do to maintain a distraction-free and clutter-free workspace are keep your phone, like if you have one, because I don't have a phone, but if you have a phone, keep it in a different room from your actual workspace. I don't have a phone yet, so yeah, it, but several like scientific studies and like books I read and stuff, they're talking about like phones and distraction show that phones are the biggest distraction ever and they seem like a huge distraction so yeah put it in a different room and block social media for a bit like if you absolutely have to my school already has like all social media blocked on the school chromebooks um but if yours doesn't like try finding an online website blocker tool thingy um in my situation all social media is blocked and a bunch of other sites are blocked except for youtube so while I'm doing my work, it can feel tempting to like click on the YouTube tab. So what I do instead is since I usually have my like playlist, my YouTube playlist of like workouts open. Um, so I remember to work out because it helps me. And but whenever I do my work, I close even that tab out because out of sight, out of mind, I'm not going to go in there and like type in random things and just watch random videos for an hour when I was supposed to be doing work or research for a project. So, yeah. My third tip is try to keep only absolutely what you need on your desk, like the bare essentials. So I try to keep my desk really tidy. I clean it literally like every day or every other day. It has my like organizer thing with all my notebooks, pens, and other whatnot that I need. I have my water pitcher and my cup and my Chromebook and like a little bin for like random things and that's it. Or I try to keep it at that and sometimes a couple other things end up on the desk, but yeah. So, um, that's, that's, that way I only have what I actually need and I won't get distracted by other things on my desk. Four, do not keep a TV in your room. I know that most parents won't allow this, but like, if you have a TV in your room, take it out and put it in a different room. This is legit, like the worst thing you can do for your productivity. And in several books I've read, they explain, get a TV out. If you have a TV in your room, get it out. It seems like a huge distraction because like, if you have a remote right there, it's so tempting to just go over there and watch the tv instead of like doing your actual work use your class time wisely if your teacher tells you to like finish up early or something take out a book and read because my english teacher she would make us read for like 20 minutes every day as our homework and that was like it but yeah and sometimes we had to read specific books for a project or yeah stuff like that so if you're in the same situation make the most of those last five minutes of class and read a couple pages Time is money, and honestly, no one likes wasting money, so don't waste your time. That was all of my tips on, like, studying and doing homework and stuff, and I honestly hope that'll help you out this back-to-school season. But now let's talk about, like, creating and maintaining a school morning routine slash after-school routine. Okay, so starting with the morning routine. So first things, first things first, you need to find out what time you need to wake up. What time does school start? How much sleep do you need? How long does it take you to get ready? In my case, my bus comes at around 8.15. I need around nine hours of sleep to function properly. It takes me like eons to get ready. I also like waking up early, so I wake up at 6 a.m. or try to. Next, figure out what you actually need to do in the morning, like brushing your teeth, showering, doing your hair, skincare, and breakfast. Then, if you have spare time in your routine, add in stuff like working out, clean, tidying up your room, homework, reading, etc. And then just like order it, make like a list and order a list of it. And I guess that's your morning routine. I mean, that's what I do. Um, answer my Q&A whether I should do an episode about my morning routine. Because I don't have like a social media or anything for this and I'm too young to do that. So yeah, 
Um, now let's talk about our after-school routine. This will most likely change every single day, at least it does for me. Once again, figure out all your after-school activities first. Then schedule out the things that need to be done, like doing homework if you need to be if you need to do workouts. Then eating dinner, extracurriculars, and stuff like that. And then you can add in like pockets of free time, resting, other random things. Then once again, make like an ordered list, and that's your after-school routine, and try to follow it. But now that we have a routine and all, how do we actually make it stick? Well, in the book The Five A.M. Club by Robin Sharma. It's an amazing book, by the way. Just please go and read it. That's like the one book I'm going to mention all throughout this podcast. It's the best book you'll ever read, like seriously. He explains that this like habit installation protocol, which consists of these four steps to creating a lifetime habit arc. The first step is the trigger. So in the morning, this could be your alarm going off. In the afternoon, this could be getting home from school. That's your trigger to start your routine. And that leads to the second step, which is running the actual routine. In the morning, this could be getting out of bed and starting your morning things. In the afternoon, this would be choosing between chilling on the couch and watching Netflix for five hours or doing what actually needs to get done and like the rest of your routine. The third step is the reward. This can be anything that feels fun and rewarding for you for following through with your routine. Step four, that's the daily repetition of the routine. So yeah. The next part of this habit installation protocol is that to build any habit or stick to any routine, it takes 66 days, not 21 like everyone tells you, like my mom and stuff. But yeah, these 66 days are divided into three stages, each consisting of 22 days long. The first stage is destruction, because when we try to build a new habit or an old one, we are destructing an old one. When we try to eat healthier, we are breaking the habit of eating junk food. Whenever we try to wake up earlier, we are breaking the habit of waking up later. When we try to build a new routine, we are trying to destruct the unhealthy and unproductive habits of our old routine. The second stage is installation. In this stage, you continue working on tearing down your old routine and installing the new one. The book states that all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and glorious at the end. This is the hardest stage, but the book states that um, what was it again? I don't remember. Um, it says something along these lines. Whenever you feel like quitting the most is the time where you should persevere the most. I think that's what it was, but I don't know, something like that. So yeah, it will be worth it in the end. Just remember that and push yourself through. The final stage is integration. This is the part where the new routine you create becomes your new normal. All your hard work is paid off. By the end of this 66 day period, you have reached the automaticity point. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. But yeah, as the book calls it, congratulations. And this is your new normal, your new routine. So that was all my tips and advice on like building and maintaining like a routine. I hope that's going to help you guys this season, back to school season. And now we will move on to yet another topic, organization and time management. School is stressful and requires planning and organization for you to do well. So, the first and most obvious thing you can do is get a planner. This is very useful and keeps you organized and up to date. I know my school, like on the supply list, they make you use a planner, but not all schools do that. So, yeah, if you need to, get a planner because it's the best thing you will do. Or if you're a more creative person with, like, more time, I guess, try bullet journaling. So, use your bullet journal or planner to, like, track your tests, school events, extracurriculars, and other stuff. You can use the planner or bullet journal for only school, or you can use it for school and your home life. I have a bullet journal 
because like I like creativeness and I don't like planners. I can never find one that actually suits my needs. So I just do it with a bullet journal instead. And I use it for both school and for my home life since I'm like a very forgetful person. I forget legit everything. So yeah, and this will help you to like not forget anything and helps take out the stress of school a little. Keep all your school supplies organized. Keep all of the class materials from each class separate from everything else. My schedule is divided into like A days and B days. So what I do is I use one binder for all my A day classes and one binder for all my B day classes. Um, that's what I'm planning to do for eighth grade. But last year, um, I had cut only one binder for English and then I used another binder for all my classes. Everything got really messy in the other binder. So yeah, I would not recommend that. Honestly, you can use folders and notebooks if you prefer, but I honestly think like binders are better because it's like if you think about it, it saves you like space and money, I guess, and they're more useful. So yeah, especially the ones with like the folder pockets. So get one of those if you need a binder. Okay, so my next tip is try to keep your like notes organized. Instead of using like loose leaf paper that gets lost, that gets gets lost easily. Sorry, I can't speak today. Gosh, unless you like have to keep all them in the binder, that doesn't apply to that. This doesn't apply to that. Try using like a multi-subject notebook and keep all your notes in there. Like use the sub, like get a get a multi-subject notebook and use one section for each class and keep all your notes in there. So yeah, and this will make it a lot easier when you need to use your notes to study for a test or if you need your notes to complete a certain assignment. This will also help beat procrastination because you don't need to spend an hour searching for your notes and you can just like get down to studying. Okay, so my next tip now is keep an organized backpack. So try to keep as little as you can in it, only what you need. This will help your shoulders and make your vibe last longer as well because it's not being weighed down and broken, whatever. So yeah, keep only the, the, the essentials in your bag. I'm so sorry, I can't speak today. Uh, such as your school device, if you have a school issued device like me, any binders, folders, or notebooks you may need, writing utensils, your lunch and water bottle, and a book to read, or other stuff that you need. Utilize all the compartments and pockets in your backpack and clean it every week. Voila! Try to separate your spaces. So, like, use your desk specifically for work and your bed and other places in your room for relaxation. Sorry. This little brain trick can help associate with your, your desk with work and your bed with sleep. This also improves your focus while you work and makes it easier to fall asleep. If you want to make the distinction even clearer, you can have your room strictly for relaxing and stuff like that and do your work in a cafe, at your kitchen table, on your balcony, or wherever else you want. So those were all my tips I had for you guys on staying organized for school. I hope that helped you. Um, now we're going to move on to a different topic, which is, um, let's see. Um, we're gonna like move on to like friendships and how to deal with that and like how to make friends instead and how to get people to like you. So how do you get people to like you? Obviously we want people to like us. So how do we do this? Try to be confident. People are naturally drawn towards like people who seem confident. I have a whole episode on confidence, so go check that out. It's like 12 minutes long, so not really that long. But I'll just give you a quick recap of that in case you need it. So know that your insecurities don't define you. You might think you aren't deserving of confidence because of your insecurities, but that's not true. So don't let your insecurities take over you. Number two, body insecurity is dumb. I'm not saying that you are dumb, but I feel like everyone at, I'm not saying you are dumb though. So I feel like everyone at some point in their life 
has faced some sort of body insecurity. You could have a way harder life than this, and you've been worrying about the way your freaking arm looks. So knowing this and be grateful for what you have. Use affirmations. That's my third tip. Remember that your subconscious mind will believe whatever you feed it, so feed it good words and affirmations. Four, your body language makes a huge difference. Whenever you have good posture, make eye contact, and talk clear and concise, people will think you are confident and naturally gravitate towards you. Act interested, interested, not interesting. This is a little trick that I learned from a podcast I listened to that will make people like you. I'm in middle school, so you always get, like, a new schedule every year, and you always have to, like, talk to other people and, like, make new friends and stuff. So, basically, whenever you go and try to have a conversation with someone, don't, honestly, don't mention too much about yourself. Instead, act like the other person is the most important person in the world and ask them all about themselves. And, like, try to find things in common. Like, if you, if you say, oh, I am a soccer player. Do you play soccer? And they say, yeah. And they can just talk about soccer for, like, 10 minutes. And, boom, you guys, you guys just had a 10-minute conversation. If they say, no, I don't play soccer, then ask them about what sports they play or any extracurriculars that they do or stuff like that. And another way to have a great conversation. So this will make them like you and think that you are interesting, even though that you didn't even though you didn't talk that much about yourself. Spend more time around people. Psychologists at the University of Pittsburgh had four women pose as students in a university psychology class. Each woman showed up in class a different number of times. When experimenters showed male students the pictures of the four women, they showed a greater liking towards the women that they thought that they, sorry, they had seen more often in class, even though they hadn't interacted with any of them. So hang out with people more, invite them to things, and they will grow closer and more familiar to you, making them like you. Smile. In a University of Wyoming study, study about 100 undergraduate women looked at photos of another woman in one of four poses, smiling in an open body position, not smiling in an open body position, smiling in a closed body position, or not smiling in a closed body position. Results showed that the woman in the photo was liked most when she was smiling, regardless of her body position. Other studies show that smiling when you first meet someone will ensure that you remember that they remember you later. Okay, next tip. Be a good listener. This is something associated with the be interested, not interesting trick from earlier. And this is kind of obvious, but if you show that you're a good listener, people will like you more and remember you better. If you listen to other people, they will want to listen to you. You can show proof that you've been listening to someone by bringing up a topic they mentioned earlier. Did your friend have a sports game over the weekend? Try asking them about it on Monday. This truly shows that you've been listening and are genuinely interested in your life. And they will do the same to you. Those are all my tips on making friends and how to get people like you and stuff like that. I hope those tips will help you. Um, for now, that was all my advice and like things back to school related. So now I'm going to do like a super mini Q&A. Um, I legit have two questions and they're both for my friends because I don't have anything that I can use to contact my listeners. Um, even though I have like 15 plays right now, but still. So yeah. The first question is from my friend Violet. Um, she has a problem with waking up early for school, or did, because she's been texting me whenever she woke up, and she's been doing a good job. So, Violet, if you're listening, good job to you. Um, 
So here are my tips for you guys who also struggle with waking up early. Keep your bed only for sleeping. I did talk about this earlier, but it really works. Two, keep your blinds open. This doesn't work year-round, like in the winter when the sun, it's still dark by the time you have to wake up for school. Unless you wake up at like 7.30, but no one does that. Um, so, yeah. But when you do this, like, when you wake up in the morning, the light will get into your room and, like, release the wake-up hormones or whatever. I tested this, and I do this every single night, even in the winter, because in the winter, there's, like, the street lights and stuff that let the light in. So, yeah, this really works, and it's amazing. Okay, so number three, don't use your phone as an alarm. When you do this, it's way too easy to hit snooze and scroll through randomness for, like, an hour, and then you're rushing to get ready. So, don't do that. Um, yeah. So, I use my, like, Google Home as an alarm because it's not really easy to get distracted on that, but, yeah. So, yeah, I won't really allow myself to pause it until I actually get up and out of the bed. If you have a normal alarm clock, try and put it on the other side of the room. That way you have to actually get out of bed, walk to the other side of the room, and off it. Or even put it in another room of your house if everyone else in your house is okay with that. That will make it even better. So, working out, um, my fourth tip is to get enough exercise. Because working out, it helps regulate your circadian rhythm, rhythm, which is basically your body clock. This will make it easier to like fall asleep and wake up my fifth tip is avoid screens at least an hour or two before bed um screens emit like blue light which suppresses the production of melatonin which is the hormone we need to fall asleep this this also throws your circadian rhythm off whack so don't do that these were all my tips on like how to wake up early and all of these are tested and approved by me so try them they really work the second and last question is from my other friend who's, um, I don't know whether she wants her name to be mentioned or no, so I chose not to mention it, but she asked me how to deal with like the stress of school. So, okay, the first thing um, you should do is get a planner and stay organized. I already talked about this earlier, but yeah, but what, like when you know what's happening when, it's like a calming and reassuring feeling kind of, so do that. Breathe, just straight up breathe. Whenever you have like a test or a presentation or whatever, just go ahead and breathe. I like the 478 method. Basically, what you do is you inhale for the count of four, hold the breath for the count of seven, and slowly exhale for the count of eight. It takes like 20 seconds or something, but it really works to help calm you down and like calm your nerves. Get enough sleep. When you are sleep deprived, you are less productive and you can't focus. You can't remember much from class or the notes you studied. So don't neglect sleep. Aim for seven to nine hours per night, depending on how much you need. And take quick power naps if you ever need to. Exercise. Exercise is scientifically proven to help reduce stress. This is because exercising releases endorphins, the feel-good hormone, and re reduces the cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Just find a form of exercise that you like and do at least 30 to 60 minutes daily, depending on your age. Because I don't know um, if there are people who are like not teens listening to this, but yeah, whatever. Anyone can listen to this podcast, but it depends on your age and like your gender and stuff um how much exercise you need so yeah get enough exercise daily or weekly so those are all my tips for stress management and i hope these will help you that is the end of our podcast episode today so to end our episode today i have a quote from malcolm x hope i'm saying that right anyways the quote is education is our passport to the future for tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today 
Bye, guys. Rate this podcast and share it. Drink some water. And I love you all.